overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening. Welcome back to Embarrassment of Riches. How are you doing, Laura? I am good, and I am projecting my voice. I think it's picking up. Okay. <laughs> Tonight, um, we have a special guest. We have Jenny Smith, um, not Jennifer Smith, not, uh, not, not to be confused with Jennifer Smith, the other... Uh, is she a Jenny, too, in the church? I don't know her. The, so what? we have the same name, and apparently maybe our husbands have the same name? Really? I don't know, but I don't know her. Well, and one time I heard a rumor about her being pregnant, and I thought it was you. Yes, I remember that. I remember. I was yeah. there for that, yeah. actually. Yes. And I actually don't know that Jenny or Jennifer Smith, but Jenny or Jennifer Smith, I'd love to meet you sometime. Yeah, me too. And congratulations. <laughs> yes. And congratulations on, on your new baby. Yeah. That's probably like two years old now. <laughs> maybe. That was what <laughs> like somewhat fast. So we have Jenny Smith here. I think Jenny, I think you and I first met on retreat my first year at DBC. Yeah. Um, you're friends with Emily Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And Emily and I were like making eyes across the tables at each other in that do we know each other kind of way. And then kind of went down the trail and then it was like, oh yes, we do. We went to college together and I was good friends with her brother. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And then, and Jenny was, so Jenny was uh, with Emily and some of those teacher friends and uh-huh. her sister. Yeah. And then, um, at, the ended up at that, okay. that first retreat. And then they ended up in my Bible study, my summer Bible study mm-hmm. that year and the next year. So yeah. it's been fun to get to know y'all. It has. Um, how long have you been at DBC? So I always remember by how old my son is. So my son's about to turn 10 and we started going like right when I found out I was pregnant with him. So it's been wow, that about 11 a, years. Wow, that makes you a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let the record like show if there's clapping noises, Jenny Smith is tapping <laughs> her leg, Kyle. <laughs> is it your wife? Don't be mad at us, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there was a difference. Difference. <laughs> Let me just say, there was a difference between gentle tapping of the legs <laughs> Versus you clapping directly by the microphone to show your ninja mosquito killing skills. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying. I just don't want to be accused. He acted like it's like every episode I'm clapping in. And I, I feel like that's not true. Don't say anything disparaging about Kyle. He is a very w- willing participant in setting all of this up. And he is not paid well. Our unpaid intern. Not paid Our well. unpaid intern, yes. Well, okay, tell us just a little bit about your background, and um, and and maybe that can segue into how you came to know Jesus. Okay, so um, I grew up in a Christian home. We went to church sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to know Jesus when I was really young, when I was six. So my parents taught Sunday school, and I have a very vivid memory of being in front of the grocery store, I believe it was Albertsons. They went inside to get donuts for their Sunday school class. 
And <laughs> that, this is going to date me. So Sandy Patty was on the radio. Right? Oh, wow. And so awesome. I'm sitting in the Twilight back seat of the car. Twilight first. <laughs> <and then somebody laughs> right? So I'm listening to uh, this song. And it was, I don't, now that I say that, I'm not 100% sure she even sings this song. You know that song, the Via De La Rosa, that talks about, like, Jesus go- going and dying on the cross, and he carried his cross. Uh-huh. Do you guys remember that song I, from the I, 80s? It sounds real familiar. Yeah, it okay. does. So I'm sitting in the backseat of the car, and I hear that song, and it was just so clear to me, like, God just spoke to me, and he said, this is true, and I did this for you, you know? And so it, it that was just, like, a, a real experience and so I accepted Christ then like I told my parents I was like you know I want to accept Jesus as my savior and yeah and so we um I got baptized that year and I've just I've had a personal relationship with him ever since then so I mean obviously ups and downs but sure yeah awesome um so see this is why I need my phone no your questions memorized you're doing fine uh Jenny uh you grew up in Richardson um, so I lived in Richardson, like kinder through second grade. I was born in Lubbock, lived here for a little while and then grew up mostly in Allen. And when I got my first job as a teacher, came back to Richardson. And you, so you became a Christian as a kid. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there was a time where that like kind of really blossomed for you where, or, or do you feel like that was just kind of this gradual pro- um, progression no, in I, faith? I feel, like I said, there's been ups and downs. Like, I feel like my relationship with Christ has always been one where he's constantly having to pursue me. Mm. Like, have you guys read the book Redeeming Love? Yes. 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 So I totally, (laughs) I read that book and then I told my friends, like, really dorky. I'm like, I totally feel like Jesus is my boyfriend. Like, (laughs) because I read that book. We're we're doing, uh, we're doing Breaking Free this Uh summer. And, uh that like we just we just basically um did the week about Jesus being our boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I mean it's he's just always been pursuing me. And so I feel like, you know, in that story and the story in the Bible, like Gomer, I I just feel like I'm her, right? Like just constantly feeling like I'm not worthy and running mm-hmm. away and then yeah. he pursues me. And so it's it's been a cycle of that throughout my life. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And then so a little bit about you now. You're married. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And have two kids. Two kids, yep. They're going into fifth and second grade. Tell us a little bit about them. Um, so Riley is spunky. Mm. <laughs> like, you talked about the leadership award mm-hmm. the other week on the podcast. <laughs> like, Riley would win the leadership award for <laughs> sure. She um, She's spunky and talented and hilarious. And she just has like a, just a special sparkly little personality. And then I have Caden, who um, is brilliant he's you know bright and quirky <laughs> so yeah okay and he's he's the fifth grader yeah he's the fifth and grader she's the mm-hmm. okay. now yeah. what you don't know again this is this is going to be another reference to how the sausage is made laura uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> behind the behind the scenes <laughs> thing so uh so i invited the girl the bible study that i'm in now i invited um the girls that were in my small group at the retreat this year and then some of the girls that were in my small group or have been in my summer bible studies just fleshed out so i had invited jenny to join us again this summer uh-huh. mm-hmm. um and we kept uh it, but jenny you um i'm segueing you into the next question yeah. jenny was uh, jenny turned me down yeah. because jenny is leading her own study this this summer and i'm curious if this has something to do 
with what you perceive as your calling or giftedness, um, how, how Christ is using you. Yeah, so, I mean, when you guys sent me that question about my giftedness, I was thinking, like, I'm a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that's one way that I think God really um, has gifted me and uses me. Um, I think of my career as my ministry, as I really, in my job, have a unique way or a, a unique opportunity to encourage teachers and work and, you know, support them and be side by side with mm-hmm. them. And teaching is such hard work. And so I feel really honored to have a, a position where I can do that for other teachers. Um, and then specifically at the church, um, I teach kids life. I do the first grade class every other week. I share with Amy Iatt. Um, and then I help out on the Pine Cove team in the summers. Um, but yeah, most recently I've been, um, and I, I wouldn't say leading a Bible study. I mean, I've been hosting it at You're my house, facilitating. Right? Like I'm facilitating it. Yes. I don't really feel like, you know, quite biblical enough to be, call myself a leader of a Bible study, but, um, yeah, so we're, we're going through this book together, but it's really turned into, um, really a support group and it's, um, for special needs moms. Mm-hmm. So, um, my son is on the autism spectrum. He okay. has high functioning autism. And so that has been, um, a journey, you know, since we've gotten that yes. diagnosis. And so, um, just getting to have community with other moms who have like an idea of what that is like has been yeah. such a blessing. And such a, yeah, a blessing for them that you would provide a, a place to. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was totally God. And I, like I said, I always struggle with, I'm not worthy. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Like, what are you thinking? Trying to ask me to do something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, the more that I am willing to listen and obey, he, God just blesses me so immensely. And so I, I wanted to do this group mostly because I needed it most. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been really, really wonderful. And didn't you, isn't there, there is a class at church mm-hmm. for special needs kids, yes. right? Okay. Yes. And so, Laura Seaford and yeah, Laura, Star. Laura Seaford and, um, Annie Starr, mm-hmm. uh, lead that class and they started that this fall. Okay. And so, um, that, that was such an amazing gift. Like talk about how has God shown up in a big way. Um, they, started that class this fall and I felt like I felt so seen, you know, mm. because coming to church was a struggle oftentimes. Yeah. And, um, so that was great. And then through that, you know, meeting other moms that drop off and pick up and you're like, Oh, I'm, you're not the I'm only not one. The, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, well, and you, it's easy to feel like you're alone when yeah. you're in a sea of uh-huh. developmentally typical kids. Exactly. And, Parents that don't understand what your child is going through and don't understand how you're parenting or have opinions about how you're, you know, just all of that stuff. And even if they don't have, like, living with the thought that they might. Right. Constantly, constantly, like, even if people are not judging me, just someone even being in the same room when we're having an issue is like, oh, no, they probably think I'm horrible. So you come to church with all those voices in your head. Yeah. Not to mention just the situations that can Uh come up that you're dealing with. Right. And so, like, I can imagine that coming to church could feel like a beatdown. Sometimes, yeah. Or just, just, like, a place, not a place where it's, like, a peaceful, encouraging experience. <laughs> right. It was, it's always, um, oh, man, I hope nothing happens today. Yeah. You know, kind of, right. kind and of situation. Not every, like, but, and not every teacher is equipped to deal with those situations that could arise or right. diffuse some behaviors 
Exactly. exactly. In, in a way, like, they, they don't have any formal training. They don't, mm-hmm. you know. Right. I mean, sometimes classroom, professional classroom teachers don't always mm-hmm. diffuse oh boy. their yeah. situation. I mean, you <laughs> right. probably yeah. experienced yeah, that yeah. In, in public school. Yeah. yeah. And even being a teacher, I'm like, like, what in the world do I do? And at right. home, I'm like, what do I do? Right. right. Yeah. I think I was just yeah. telling Laura earlier today, um, <laughs> this is parenting, but it, I, Laura was telling me some story about, with about with her, with one of the kids, and I was like, it's so reassuring to hear you say that because it makes me think perhaps I'm not damaging my child quite as much as I think I am. <laughs> right? I like right? to set the bar really low. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. Because, like, I, but I think I hear a lot of voices of shame uh-huh. with like my parenting mm-hmm. that sometimes I don't know what the... I, like I don't know. Am I like am I am, am I diffusing this situation or making it worse? You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll yeah. just say yeah, yeah. you you can experience that too. Right, and it's so it's so refreshing to be in a group of moms that just get it. So like mm-hmm. you can talk about the horrible day you had, you know, this horrible thing that happened mm-hmm. at Walmart, and you know that everyone around you isn't just really sympathizing empathize. with you. They really yeah. get it, right? Well, and we were just in this Bible study that we're doing this summer. Um, just feels like it keeps weaving its way through the podcast too because we do it right before mm-hmm. um we were talking about how so frequently in our culture especially as women but i think men do it too we don't want to be vulnerable we want to hold like look like no, we're holding I, I, it all my together experience is men want to be vulnerable yes that's their favorite um <laughs> <laughs> like what you, you might know different men than i know <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of of Kyle, 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 and Kaylin's support of one another. Right. Uh, Do you want to go through freedom prayer? No, I'm not going. Yeah. Their solidarity and not being vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably one of Kaylin's least favorite things. Anyway, um, you were talking no, about just Bible study. We were talking about not being vulnerable. Yes. How we culturally don't necessarily want to share right. our hard. We want things to look good from the outside, and so yes, to have a place where you. Jess is giving me the double thumbs up to talk louder. I yes. don't think I can without yelling. <laughs> okay. Um, to have a place where you can, like, just let your hair down and yeah. just go, oh, man, life can be really crappy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've been talking a lot about um, Annie Star is so spiritually wise, you know, mm-hmm. and she was talking about just, um, you know... We don't always see purpose in what we're going through, mm-hmm. right? And and it's okay to be weak, and sometimes we mm-hmm. find our strength and our weakness. And, um, yeah, I mean, you guys talk about the Enneagram. Like, I'm mm-hmm. an Enneagram 1, so being a 1 and yeah, having weakness. a child on the spectrum, what? like, no. it's way, way not okay, <laughs> right? Do you, like, yeah. do you feel like you can't control that? <laughs> right. that it's not saying? perfect every day. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not perfect every day. There's not a formula for you to follow <laughs> right. if you press these buttons. Uh, no, and I can't just, like, magically improve the situation either. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, so you said that's one way that God has really shown up. Yeah. Uh, and before we started recording, you were saying that, um, there are lots of ways mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. has. Can you think of another time? Well, I was thinking specifically about um, when we got his diagnosis last. It was when he was in third grade. Um, so he and was. What, how old is he now? Did you say he just finished fourth? Just finished. Fourth. Yeah. So okay. it's been just a little over a year since we got the diagnosis. I mean, I suspected for a long mm-hmm. time, and there were always signs. Um, but the official diagnosis came last year, and it was funny because. Actually, last week at the Bible study, I was sharing with the ladies about this experience where um, I was in the middle of just figuring out that maybe this is what's really going on, and I was so sad and crying all the time, and I couldn't, like, Mm -hmm. 
label what that feeling was. And I was like, you know, and I think, I think I was at the, um, women's luncheon and somebody said, you're grieving. But then I thought about it after I shared it with the girls. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know who that was? I remember who it was that told me that it was Jessica Denny. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered that today. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out who it was and it was you. We were at a women's retreat and I happened to be in your small group. And, um, I was like maybe a week away from getting the official diagnosis. And when you labeled that feeling for me and you told me that that's what it was, it was grief, you don't know like how much freedom Mm. that gave me. And so that, I think people has been a way that God has really been showing Mm. up big for me through Mm. all of this. Um, Just through just little words that probably people don't even realize that they're having such an impact. But um, I left that conversation giving myself the freedom to grieve. Mm -hmm. And and that really brought so much healing because I felt like... um, that it was wrong for me to be disappointed about this and that I should that I shouldn't be having feelings about yeah. this because I should be grateful for the kid that I have mm-hmm. because he's amazing and I felt like I was starting to focus on negative more than positive mm-hmm. with him and so but yeah you're just yeah. grieving it, yeah. it's not it's not that you don't love the whole totality mm-hmm. of who he is yeah it's just that you're you're grieving the loss of what isn't to be yeah yeah and so that that really helped me to kind of give myself permission to feel those feelings and then start moving forward. Um, so thank you for that, Jessica. No, you are one of the ways that God showed up big for me. Well, thanks for yeah. letting me know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yet sometimes I can er- inadvertently help be helpful. <laughs> A lot of times I say things I regret. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that was really healing for me. And talking about that with the other moms too, I think has been a good point of conversation for us because grieving is something that um, comes in waves for us as special mm-hmm. needs moms. Like, you know, when there's an instance in public, like mm-hmm. you grieve or you see a kid who's developing typically and you mm-hmm. think, oh, my kid's not going to get there. And then that brings up the grief again. And so, um, I don't know. I that love that. I think that is so important. Yeah. Um, and to be able to do that without attaching a judgment of yourself to right. it, Yeah. to be able to say like, I'm going to give myself permission to feel whatever it is. This feeling is grief, frustration, you know, disappointment, discouragement, yeah. whatever. And for it not to make me a bad mom or that I don't love my child just the way he or she right. is. Um, I think that is, an, is so important for all parenting. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely been a journey to kind of get there. I It took me months to even be able to talk about it without mm. crying hysterically. But, yeah. So. And I also love that you said that God's really shown up using people. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, that's why he's called us to be a part of a body, is to show up yeah. for one another. Yeah. and Encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when 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 you're weak, you, you've you got people around you encouraging you to say, like, how can his strength be shown mm-hmm. in this moment when you're, when you're kind of, I, I mean, I'm sure there are moments, I know for me as a parent, when I just want to quit or throw mm-hmm. my hands up or mm-hmm. just kind of write myself off as not doing a good job. Um, and I've relied on my friends that have said like just spoken stepped into that space and spoken truth right there was a an advent devotional that i did once that i really liked i I, of course i god always does this this kind of stuff for me like in like the season of deep darkness you know Mm. um but it was a season of deep darkness and (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a dark and stormy night (laughs) but it was a season of deep darkness and and um for me and we're it was it was advent and I'm doing this devotional, which 
really didn't feel super Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it didn't feel like baby Jesus wrapped in a manger, swaddling clothes in a manger. With his newborn like, smell. With his newborn <laughs> smell. What was that Ricky Bobby? <laughs> blonde haired, blue eyed baby Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't blonde haired, blue eyed baby Jesus. It wasn't that. That wasn't what the, this Advent thing was about longing. And this Advent thing was about, uh, this Advent thing, <laughs> devotional, was, was about longing and, and, and grief and waiting mm-hmm. in this broken place, you know. And, um, one of the one of the things that they was talking about, like, uh, was about how God in His perfect wisdom designed us, like for for fellowship for one another, um, because it's it's not okay to just be on a log, perfect in Colorado with your prayerfulness, your mindfulness. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not because my Enneagram One introvert really wants well, it to what? be like. Are you be like that? You know, it, it's not. It's 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 not enough for that because um, we need the collective faith. Right. It we I because there are moments in that deep deep darkness mm-hmm. was one of them where I had to lean on the collective faith of the body to support me when my faith was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I do, I do think that's, that's, that's why it's so important for us to be in fellowship with one another. That's so important for us to create groups of people mm-hmm. with commonality that, that can, can see you and see where mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I, I think it's really cool that you saw that need, felt that need and that God, um, blesses other people even in your um selfishness of wanting it for yourself (laughs) i'm using air quotes but you know what i'm saying he's like he sees you're meeting your own need but he's meeting the needs of the body through that absolutely yeah yeah and i mean that he used you to start that group yeah i mean to just see that there was a need and that there are other women that are going, oh, thank goodness for this group. Right. That I have a place. Yeah. I I believe Jenny's response to my email, like, hey, would you want to join this group with us? She's like, I'd love to. I feel like God is calling me to to, um, start this Bible study for special needs moms. Right now, there's exactly zero people signed up. (laughs) For a while, no one signed up. And I thought, well, if it doesn't make, I'll just come to Jessica's. It doesn't make like a sports team. It doesn't make. Uh, well, I'll come. But I'm trusting that God will let that God, if God is, did not lead me blindly into right. this. Yeah. And sure enough, he did not. Yeah. And I just, I'm curious about a few particulars. Are y'all following a particular curriculum or is it just kind of more of support for? Well, we got. We, I found a book on Amazon, you know, because okay. I'm a super spiritual Bible study leader. I was yeah. like, let me see if there are books on Amazon wait, about this. Recall what, recall, <laughs> recall what our Bible study was last year, Jenny. Yeah. Oh, yes. Enneagram. It was the Enneagram. Very loosely. Yeah, we're doing another loosely <laughs> So it's, it's I'm going to say this for Julie. So, some people, <laughs> some people quit our Bible study because it wasn't Bible enough for them. <laughs> you mean that one verse you included from week to week wasn't Bible you enough for somebody? You tried really hard. You did. I did try. Oh, did. how I tried. All the spiritual connections. Yeah. I'm teasing you, Julie. I love you. Um, well, so we, I found this book and it's actually a, a special needs mom. She's a special needs sister and a special needs mom. Mm-hmm. And she's also a minister. And so she wrote this 
Bible study. And so um, it's called Held. And we're just kind of going through um, that chapter by chapter. And so it's, it's been really good, um, just the connections that she kind of makes. And the, the main premise is, you know, just remembering that no matter, you know, what we're called to in our life and, you know, that we're always held in God's hand and he's always um, in control. That's awesome. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so, um, what now would mm-hmm. be your fantastical big ask prayer? What was that you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny did say before um, that she was going over the questions with your husband. Yeah. And he was like, now who, who, what now? What was <laughs> that like, last what bit? Did they say? <laughs> what are they saying on the Christian podcast? That's As funny. we remind our listeners... It's ask with, with a, K. a K. With a K. Yes. Yeah. We might need to do a dialectical pronunciation of ask. But you know, help. as as big as God is, I think both could apply. Yes. If yes. I'm being I, honest. I, I, I yes. think so too. And I think you might be okay with you saying I think it that he'd be cool. Too. I like, think he'd be cool. Yeah, my Jesus is totally good with that. <laughs> <laughs> blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. Um, I, I think my big ask prayer would be um, just that... I would continue to listen to his callings, like, like, you know, the Bible study, for instance, because I think oftentimes, um, I struggle a lot with self-doubt. And Mm -hmm. so, um, thinking, oh, you know, not me, no way. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not the one God, you know, pick, pick someone else who's more worthy. Um, and, and just remembering that in my times of obedience, how much he does bless me. And so, um, just that he'll continue to, uh, guide me and, um, that I'll be faithful to follow him. And then, you know, of course, a big-ass prayer for my kids, um, you know, and that I'm not going to mess up the special needs mothering thing because it's it's challenging. And, you know, just that I um, am the mom that he wants me to be in this, in this situation and um, that I remember that this is what he's called me to for a purpose. What is that, what is, what is that like? Um, this is going to sound like a dumb question, but I'm, I'm, I am just curious like how that fits in with you, especially being kind of a perfectionist mm-hmm. and wanting to do things right. How is that for you to, to be parenting? I mean, everybody's parenting mm-hmm. different kids mm-hmm. that, with, mm-hmm. like that, 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 that need different things. Right. But I would imagine for you that's even more, the, the spectrum is even wider right. of like how you deal with certain situations. Does that create tension for you? Does that... Oh yeah. I mean, it it creates tension because I'm constantly second guessing myself. Like, did I handle this the right way? Is this the way I should approach this, this situation? Um, and I think through this and probably part of the reason that God called me to this is it's stripping away mm-hmm. that perfectionism in me because... Mm-hmm it will never be perfect. It's never going to look perfect. Um, mm-hmm. as I think with all parents and all kids that, you know, I don't think you can parent perfectly. Um, it is a refining process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I think I, I, I probably said this at least once on the podcast, probably multiple times, um, that, um, my therapist once told me that, um, you, 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 you can only like get it, get it right. 33% of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, other, the other 66% of the time you're failing. Right. And, and the, the difference maker is, is circling back on that 33%. Like 
it, it's 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 not or, or not sorry, circling back on that sixty six percent like you're only going to get it right at best thirty three percent sixty six percent of the time you are failing right and what makes a difference with your kids is that you circle back right. on it right I hope she's right yeah that's what one of my <laughs> one of my professors used to say like his his big he was a big um, big researcher and presenter in the world of play therapy and um, he always used to say it's not what you do it's what you do after what you do right. that really counts <laughs> right. and I'm like really banking on that because uh-huh. sometimes oh, what yeah. I do is ugly yeah yes yeah I'm wondering if my therapist is like me and that she makes up percentages <laughs> yeah. To fit the point she's trying to make with yeah, you, yeah. I, 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 I think at least at least seventy five percent of therapists make up percentages. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I I tell my own patients sometimes I'm like, um, I'm I'm going to give you some statistics. These are completely fabricated, but I think they're true. <laughs> I, I feel probably. like they're true. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, there's uh-huh. no data on this. I just made these numbers up. Do not Google this statistic. <laughs> Do not Google this statistic. I have completely made it up, but I think it's true. Right. Well, and, and I think, you know, going back to what you said about me wanting things to be perfect, because I, I tend to be a one more than, you know, mm-hmm. anything else. But, um, and I went back to my notes because what I wrote down she is not, is not what I said. Because she's a one. Well, and she, <laughs> that's not what I said because what I wrote down is that um, he's. Con- I want him to continue to show me how I need to rely on him and how I can rely on him, right? And so me wanting to do things perfectly is me wanting to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so really my big-ass prayer is that he'll keep revealing to me how how much I can rely on him. It sounds like you and I have that in common as far as, like, God has to make it really obvious. Yeah, like right Because I want to rely on myself, <laughs> yeah. and I, I always say, like, it doesn't work when he just gently nudges uh-huh, me. He's right. got to give me a full-on, like, right. kick in the pants. Uh-huh. Jenny, yeah, totally. um, you're reminding me of a lesson that I learned this the, that first summer that you and I met, and um, that Bible study that we did, that IF Bible uh-huh, study, yeah. and... It was on the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. and one of them was Sabbath. And I remember the the lesson was was basically the idea that Sabbath isn't just about resting. It's it's not about resting in the sense of like God rests, so we model that and take a rest because God rests. It's the idea that we rest to remind ourselves that God is God and we are not, that the world will not fall apart, that the world is not going to spin out of control if we stop, that he is big enough to hold it for us. And, and, and that all the toil that we're, that we're spinning our wheels six other days of the week, um, we aren't the ones holding all the balls in the air anyway. It was always him. It's always him. We like he invites us to it, and so to take a Sabbath is to remind ourselves that God is God and we are not. Yeah, that was a huge lesson for me too that summer. And thank goodness he's the one that's really in control. Because if it were me, it would not be as good. Um, I'm gonna go further and just say it'd be real bad if yeah. I was in control. <laughs> yeah, if I was in control of half the things, I kid myself that I am in control of. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. 
Well, Jenny, thank you so much for um, agreeing to be on our podcast last minute yeah. when I sprung on you in the coffee shop. But <laughs> I, I had seen you earlier, so I was like, oh, Jenny Smith is here. I would like to get her to come on the podcast. Perhaps God will ordain a meeting with us. And just as you were trying to avoid greeting people in the service <laughs> by getting a coffee. I do that. I run and get the coffee when it's time to talk to people. <laughs> That's a total cop any move. Yeah. He, he actually I, on the other me. hand, like will pace back and forth in the lobby. Like, who can I see? Who can I talk to? And my kids are like, please. Kyle loves that the band gets dismissed and he just kind of hangs out in the back, takes his time coming up, hoping that he doesn't have to talk to people and shake their hands. <laughs> no offense, people that sit by us. <laughs> My husband, every time he's like, are you going to get coffee? And he rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> well timed. Well timed. Yeah. I'm just really thirsty for coffee what? at this exact time every Sunday. Every, every single Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Well, thanks again for coming on. We loved getting to know you better. Of course, I, I feel like I know you pretty well, but that was yeah. really great. Well, thank thanks you for having so me. Much. I love thank this podcast. You. It was an honor to be on it. Thank well, you. Thanks. And thanks for joining us again on Embarrassment of Riches. Thank you.